Yo, yo, what it is? Welcome to the Elders Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm here with my buddy, as always, the dude. What's up? What's up? Uh, see, I didn't want to take it too far. <laughs> uh, was that one extra what's up was too much? Yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. We are back. It's episode 95. We have a half dozen album recommendations here for you. Curated album recommendations. Right? That sounds fancy. Yeah. Curated for us, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you, let me tell you what we got in store here. We have a wide array of genres that we've picked from. Got some psychedelic rock, progressive rock, southern rock. 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 Rock, rock. Country rock. (laughs) Country and even a little bluegrass. Yeah, so lots of crossover here i think we have a lot of albums that someone who likes rock or country will probably like (laughs) (laughs) you're in the right place if you like that's right today you are (laughs) uh just make sure to follow us over on instagram and twitter for more album recommendations at album nerds and feel free to share anything with us as well that you are uh into listening to yeah we'd love to hear from you and don't forget you can listen along on spotify just search for album nerds and look for the playlist from episode 95 you'll find all the tracks we're going to play today and then from there you could take the next step which we highly encourage listen to the full record please and you can have the full experience and really understand why we're so passionate about these records so listen to it on a streaming service whatever get your beak wet then go to your local record store, buy the album. Oh my gosh, that's really, that's the full circle of... Sit down on your couch, put on side A, look at the liner notes, and read along and enjoy. That's the yeah. ultimate. That's our dream. That's a picture. That'd be so cool to see. All right, so we're going to uh, throw these things out there? Let's give it a toss, yeah. All right. Oh, right. For our first selection here, I have a record from 2018, which is a little weird for me. That's ancient, man. Yeah. I get the dust is off here. But uh, this is from an artist by the name of Krongbin, I believe that's how you say it. Anyway, the name of the album is Cantodo El Mundo. And we are going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is uh, Evan Finds the Third Room. So Krongbin is a three-piece from the Texas area. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is their uh, second full-length. Uh, the reason it kind of came up on my radar is because they put out like a dub remix of this entire record in 2019, which I didn't really care for, but maybe circle back on this record, which I fell in love with. Yes. <laughs> Wait for that. Um, yes. <laughs> so they're... The name of the band and kind of their style is heavily influenced from Thai 70s funk and psychedelic music. 
Um, definitely hear a little bit of that in what we just heard. Yes. As well as some uh, influences from like dub and like Afrobeat and the whole plethora of different genres in here. I see some jazz. Yes. Light. <laughs> yes. Most of the record is uh, instrumental. I think if you were to break these songs down, you'd find they were pretty technical. But uh, yes, <laughs> the way they're played here is very um, has an easy groove to it. So I, I, I found it pretty immediately uh, listenable. Yeah, I mean yes, no, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you think, man? You hadn't heard these guys before, right? So yeah, it was a uh, kind of. Jazz fusiony to me, and if people remember what that is, that sort of '60s '70s funky rock blend, you know, like when when uh, when the Anchorman, when he's uh, in, you know, Ron Burgundy, when he's playing the jazz flute, yes, like that kind of vibe to me. But it's it's fully like it's just like sit back and listen to it kind of music. I didn't really dig into the yeah. depths of what its influences were. It just was. Uh, Pleasant listen in the background. Yeah, I'm sure they count Ron Burgundy's jazz flute among their, <laughs> yeah, their they many influences. <laughs> you know, Ron Burgundy has a podcast now. I saw that on Spotify, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, these songs do work well as background music, but I think if you give this a few extra listens, maybe on some headphones perhaps, you would uh, find there's some, some intricacies and some yes. cool groups going on here. yes. Yes, that will keep you coming back. So, highly recommended for me. It's also done very well in the, the critical uh, acclaim sphere as well. So, check it out. It's uh, The artist is Krangbin, and the name of the record is Contodo El Mundo. See, si. that means yes. All right, so, <laughs> moving on to a typical sort of southern rock Entry into the sphere here today. We're going to go with Whiskey Myers. The track is Glitter Ain't Gold. Alright, so that was Whiskey Myers from the album Whiskey Myers. The song is Glitter Ain't Gold. Little Southern Rock Yum Yum from 2019 just came out within the last month or so. They've been around since 2007. This is their fifth album. And it's really good, man. You know, I think it just it just is what you expect from a good Southern Rock record. It's got a really nice country flair on some of the songs. And then we have that nice blend like Glitter Ain't Gold has that that Leonard Skinner sort of feel, but it doesn't sound like a blatant ripoff. It just sounds like some Southern guys who like to rock. And then there's some really hard rocking songs on here that might drive some country fans away. Andy, thoughts on the Whiskey Myers? Well, my thought is I, I did enjoy this. Um, I remember their previous record, I think it was Mud. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. I think I like this more than Mud. 
I agree. Both the record and and the sloppy dirt. I agree. I think I think it's a it's a more well balanced album. I mean, it's a little long, 14, 14 tracks, I think. But yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's a nice nice place to start if you're new to Whiskey Myers. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the last two tracks in particular. They stood out to me. Um, Hammer and Bad Weather would be my two picks from the record. Um, yeah. Cool, cool record. You know, not, it didn't really blow me away, but it was enjoyable. Gave me everything I wanted from this band, and they produced it themselves. Independent release and charted number one on the country album chart. So I think they're they're ringing some bells for people. For those of you out there that are looking for your your re, you know your real country guys, I think you know you got them right here. So anyway, that was Whiskey Myers. The album is Whiskey Myers. Please go check it out. It rocks and countries. At the same time. <laughs> cool pick, man. All right, for my second selection here, I actually have a country record. What? Stop what? the presses. It finally the day happened. has come. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the record I'm talking about is from an artist by the name of Lily May, and the album is entitled Other Girls. We're going to play a cut from the middle of the record this is uh how May's sophomore record um, was produced by our longtime friend here, Dave Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably 50% of the records on the show have been produced by Dave Cobb. And <laughs> they're usually my picks, though. <laughs> usually, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lily May, I guess the way I kind of came about her was this is released on Third Man Records, which is Jack White's label. And she actually played in Jack White's backing band, uh, the Peacocks, contributed, I think, fiddle and some mandolin. Um, so she's a little bit more in that, I guess, bluegrass side of country, would you say, man? Is that the appropriate label for this? Yeah, although vocally this sounded a little bit more like the cranberries to me at times. Yeah, okay, so she has like, I mean, the way I would describe this is is kind of has like that older style of bluegrass and combined with a more modern like Nashville sound of like indie country, I guess you could say, or alternative country, mm-hmm. um, which could bring in some of those, I don't know if you'd say cranberries, but yeah, I mean. Oh, it's just that, yeah, sort of thing going on, you know, I don't know how to, what that sound is called, like. If you're a music, yeah. if you're like a music teacher or something or a vocal coach, tell me what that sound is, and then I'll use that from now on. But for now, it sounds like the a little bit like the cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> she has a similar voice to uh, the lead singer of the cranberries. Yeah, it, you know. It also, it reminded me a bit of the project that Jack White did with Loretta Lynn when mm. he he I believe he produced uh, some records of hers, and it had that sort of coal miner's daughter sort of feel to me at at times. More modern, but... Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it has, like, that country twang to it, but doesn't really have, like, the traditional steel guitar that you would expect in a regular country song. So, it's... 
I don't know. For me, it kind of shows that line nicely between kind of more modern and older sound. Well, I'm proud of you. Yes. This is largely for you, man. And this is, uh, you know. Before you know it, you're going to be wearing boots, going line dancing. (laughs) It's happening. You're going to wear Wranglers. Uh, You know, I think it's important everybody kind of spread their wings a little bit and embrace some of these other neighboring genres. So this is my attempt to do so. Um, Definitely something to keep an eye on, perhaps in the future, for something a little bit more maybe distinctive. But I think this is a pretty solid um, country bluegrass record in 2019. So once again, the artist is Lily May, and the album is Other Girls. Okay, moving on away from the country stuff, we're going to go with a band that I has been around for a long time. I never got into, but their new album is very interesting to me. The band is Opeth. The album is... In Cauda Vin- Venenum, that's Latin. And Finally got a tough title. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and the, the song is Charlatan. No, it's Charlatan. Charlatan. <laughs> hear that Hammond organ in there it gets pretty crazy that was <laughs> Opeth with the song Charlatan from the album In Cauda Venenum there you go they're a progressive metal sort of progressive rock group from Sweden they formed in 1989 they wow. used to be more of a death metal deal I guess until the last three or four records they had a lot of vocal growls and but still crazy instrumentation and all that stuff. And that's what I dug about this. I just happened to be watching some YouTube. There's a channel called What's in My Bag. It, it takes place at Amoeba Records, I think in somewhere in Los Angeles. And they have different artists that are shopping at the store, and then they talk about what's in their bag. The lead singer, here we go, Andy, you're going to be so happy. I can't pronounce it. Mikhail Arkenfelt. I don't know. Let's call him Mike. <laughs> Mike... Had some really interesting picks and seemed like an engaging dude who loves music. And I just was like, who is this guy? So I dug into him a little bit, found out Opeth had just released an album like this month. And I went and listened to it. It's really cool. The title is a Latin phrase meaning poisonous tale, roughly translated to unwanted surprise at the end. Uh, There's two versions of it. One is Swedish, one is English. Andy, Opeth. You know Swedish? Did you listen to it in Swedish or English or both? Uh, I tried it in both. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you notice the difference between the two? Like, I mean, obviously, its language is different, but... Uh, yeah, I actually liked the energy better of the Swedish. Yeah, me too. But I preferred to understand the words, so I would probably lean towards listening to the English one, but I, I, there was definitely a slightly different emotion there. It was, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It sounded more co- comfortable to me listening well, to it in yeah. Swedish. Yeah. Um, for me, like the most interesting part of this band is by far the instrumentation, especially like kind of little breakdown we heard there, a little jazz kind of breakdown at the uh-huh. end of the. Uh, there's a couple of tracks on here that are pretty progressive in in that nature, which I like. 
I just don't, I don't love his vocals. I never have loved his vocals. It's not like he's not a good singer. It's just not what I like about a metal record. So yeah. it's too theatrical, you know, it's, it's very emotional and he's soaring up and down and it's just not ballsy enough, I guess, for me. Swedish meat ballsy enough. <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, just a, a like, you know, I use this phrase probably too much soundscape sort of thing where there's just so much. Yeah. And it's so surprising because I've heard of Opeth. I've listened to them way years ago. Didn't like it because of the growly stuff, which just isn't my thing. I don't understand what that emotion is, so it's hard for me to connect to. But the clean vocals, I love. Yeah, it is a little theatrical at times, but I was just blown mm-hmm. away by the breadth of this progressive metal or progressive rock, like just how far it would go, like with tracks with the Garotter. Yeah, um, that's a cool track. Oh, it's crazy. It's nothing, it's like nothing I've heard before with, I mean, it is jazzy, but then it isn't. It's creepy too. It's weird. Love it. Yeah, it's an ambitious record for sure. And I, I wouldn't steer anybody away from it. I don't know. It's just not. 100% in my in my wheelhouse, but... Well, yeah, I, I get glad it, man. I'm glad you liked it. Well, yeah. uh, you know, who knows where this will lead me, but uh, it was really mm-hmm. the guy, the, the lead singer, that got me to even give it a shot. So this guy is asking all y'all to give it a shot. Opeth, Ink Out of Venom, go check it out. All right, it's about time we uh, maybe uh, open up the back door, let our friends in from the yard. Oh, dogs. Get some pets and some licks. <laughs> Say hi. Get my bowl of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get out the kibble. All right. So I got a nice uh, spooky pick here for you as we're coming up on the uh, Halloween season here. My old dog pick is going back to 2005. I'm talking about Seno and their record, Black One. Oh my gosh. Brace yourself. We we're going to play the last cut from the record. Now, this song here is, I think, about 16 minutes long, and we're just going to play a few seconds of it, so this is just a very small sampling, but it might give you a little taste of the power of Sunno. This is Bathory Ezerbit. (laughs) There's a question mark in everything you pick, man. I just did it for the first time. And it's not comfortable. I don't know how you live this way. Everything else I know so well, but these titles, oh my God. All right, let's do it. (laughs) So that's just <laughs> that's a little different than stuff usually you play, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so this is a uh, a very well-known uh, doom metal band. You know, they're um, kind of famous for their very slow, drawn-out, heavy, heavy live shows. They come out in the black robes and got that whole vibe going here. This record here is a little bit more black metal than traditional doom. Uh, there's it's a little bit more upbeat in places. It almost sounds like a song a few times. I think what makes this record great, and it's not maybe a record you put on just for fun. It's more of like a, something to put on in the backgrounds. Yeah, well, I don't even know. <laughs> so, 
I usually listen to this record when we have, you know, kids coming to the door for Halloween. I usually have this playing on the porch to scare the crap out of them. At times, it's pretty common, like we just heard there, where it's just kind of like low guttural noises. But then there are some blood-curdling, just soulless screams that just kind of pierce out of the darkness here. At times, that will really kind of send chills down your spine, which I think is just awesome. It's not an easy listen, but man, I think it's probably one of their one of my favorites of theirs. And if you're new to them and are interested in this sound, it's a really it's a good record to to kind of get started in the in the doom metal space. What did you think, man? This is what I would expect a soundtrack to be if I woke up buried alive in a coffin. Yeah. Okay. All right. Funny because the uh, the rumor is they actually recorded some of this record. From inside a coffin. Well, that makes sense. Right, <laughs> so right that's vibe. about the size of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're very accurate there, man. Yeah, it's terrifying, but I think in a good way. You know, it's fun to get scared, especially this time of year, and this record can definitely contribute to that. Yeesh. <laughs> can we lighten right. things up a little bit? <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. Man. <laughs> Let me just sum up back here. Uh, once again, the artist is Sano, and the name of the record is Black One. All right. For our last album today, we're going with a 1960s album. It's by The Birds. It's called Sweetheart of the Rodeo. It is not nightmarish. This song is called The Christian Life. track was the christian life and the birds were a well-known rock band at that time with such hits as turn 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 mr tambourine man all that kind of stuff kind of folksy and they kind of made a pivot and originally uh, they had some new members among them uh graham parsons who uh went on to form some other what was at the time called country rock bands but it was like a blending of genres they were originally supposed to do jazz and all sorts of different genres in this but then they scrapped that it was too much and they made what essentially is a country album they went to the grand old opry got booed off the stage it didn't sell very well but as the years have gone by it really has influenced a lot of what happened with alt country and bands like uh wilco etc andy i think we may have talked about this record before i'm not sure i grew up listening to it my dad loved them loved the flying burrito brothers all that stuff what were your thoughts yeah i think we did touch on this at some point in the past 95 episodes um i i enjoyed it i enjoy it i think it's it's cool to see like a well-known band kind of cross over into the country space because if i'm correct like country at this time like which is like the late 60s was kind of its own sphere and people didn't really cross over no very much right no like, country, country fans didn't want to see a bunch of long hairs playing country music and right and, and vice versa rock right. fans were like uh i don't want to listen to johnny cash you know yeah so it's kind of opened the door for people to start experimenting with yeah with their own genres and, and kind of bringing in that country sound so that, that's awesome from that regard i know people hold this album to be kind of in the classic status like I said earlier, I just think it's a, a fun listen, a cool uh, dip of your toe into some older stuff. 
dip of your toe into wh- where it all started with this sort of crossover. And there are moments on here that I think sound a little bit like some of the stuff the Grateful Dead were doing as well. So mm. check it out. It's pretty cool. If you haven't heard of it before, it's uh, it's some cool stuff. It's a nice little piece of rock and roll history. So again, that was The Birds with Sweetheart of the Rodeo. All right. That's about do it for today's show. Thanks for uh, listening in and hope uh, you can dive into these records in your own time and I'd love to know what you think of them. Feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at albumnerds.com. Yes. Or look us up in the usual places on the social medias. Yes. I'm going to be yes. saying yes all day, man. <laughs> all right. So go ahead, get out there, subscribe to the show. The more people subscribe and download, the better then we know what's going on out there and we can keep serving you these hot and fresh and old sometimes old dogs album recommendations. Playlists are available on Spotify and our website. So you don't need a paid subscription. Just go check them out, listen to the songs, listen to the albums, do yourself a favor. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again in a couple weeks with uh, six more album recommendations for you. See ya. See ya. See ya.